Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, where all new premium tools are building fantasy winners at fantasy, uh, at fantasy basketball leagues around the country. That's HashtagBasketball.com. Go check out their premium tools. They got really, really great tools. They got Mark Roberts' projections. You can customize those projections. You could import your team via Yahoo. And you can also um, get your hands on um, some trade analyzers, some auction rankings, and a lot of other really good uh, stuff out there. And, and definitely one of the best um, graphics, uh, UIs for a not to get uh, into the computer world, but the way that website looks for their schedule is absolutely incredible. So go check out hashtag basketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin. Joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael. What a great day. Another solid day. We are talking fantasy basketball. There is actual real basketball on TV. Um, things just keep getting better and better. And also like, the Cubs are not in the playoffs, so when I go to a bar in Chicago, the Bulls are actually going to be on the TV in October. So I'm real excited about the Cubs now making the playoffs. That was very, very exciting for me. Um, I'm I am going to drink to that one. Uh, your White Sox fandom? No, I'm, you know I'm a Cardinal. I'm from downstate. I'm a Cardinals fan. I grew up downstate, but I've been living in Chicago for a very long time. Um. So it, whenever the Cubs lose, it makes it still makes me even though I don't follow baseball anymore, it still makes me happy. I feel like those are fighting words in most Chicago bars that you're a Cardinals fan. No, I don't hang out in douchey Chicago bars, so I don't have to worry about Cubs fans. Oh, okay, fair. Shots, shots fired for all you Cubs fans out there. Shots fired. Come at me. Feel free to tweet at me. Watch the boxes. I will respond. Um, we are doing our Who Do I Draft series, and tonight we are going to be doing. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak himself, who uh, has been working on his three-point shot. Uh, one of the things that I've said is keeping him from being a, a, a top top player in that tier one is that three-point shot. Looks like uh, uh, in the games that I the game that I saw him uh, play, granted he was playing against the worst defense of the the entire league, the Chicago Bulls. Um, looks like he's he's not. Terribly afraid of shooting that three. And it looks like Bud's offense is going to be really nice. So uh, Milwaukee fans and people who've been drafted Milwaukee guys, good on you. I, I might give all those guys a slight bit of a bump in all my in all my rankings. You're not the only one. Ooh. Sounds like Tyler's in on that. So we will be drafting Giannis at pick number three. And just to remind you what Who Do I Draft is, uh, we are pretending this is not real. I just want to make sure you guys understand. This is not real. This is a fake draft. Uh, we A 12-team head-to-head draft. So we're looking at it like we're building a punt strategy out of one of the top guys, uh, all the guys in the first round, basically, uh, that we consider our Tier 1 players. And uh, what we'll be doing is going back and forth through the rounds, through the, the first six or seven rounds of, of a normal snake draft, trying to figure out who we're going to build a team around. And today we're building that team around Giannis I've seen a lot of people taking him one and two overall I, I just don't think you should do it but uh I'm starting to consider him at, in, in that four or five range um above cat 
Yeah, and that's fine, right? Um, I personally would take him sixth, but if you want to take him fourth or fifth or even third, I mean, that's your prerogative. You're entitled to that opinion. And a lot of it comes down to who are you going to watch and who do you want to root for? Like, they're all really, really close in that general range. Yeah, they're all really fun players to to own in the, in this uh, spot here. And I've actually gotten a lot of um, tweets about trading draft picks. And I think it's kind of an interesting uh, topic that we can maybe throw in here. But these these, these trades, you got to really look at your own personal tiers. And that's why I, I don't do rankings. I do tiers. And if you want to check out uh, the Roto tiers that I, I've developed – uh, go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes is part of our exclusive content for our subscribers. Shout out to all the subscribers out there. You guys are all great. And with those listener leagues are about to spin up. So if you need to get in that listener league, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Um, but the tiers should kind of develop how you look at your draft pick. I've seen a lot of people go, oh, I want to trade up like two spots in the first round so I can definitely get James Harden or AD, but I'm going to give away my like 24th or 25th, like um, I guess 26th would be the second pick. Uh, I want to give, I'm going to give my 26th pick away for their 48th pick. And it's like, oh yeah, uh, don't do, don't do that. Because the 26 guys, those guys in that range, are all second or, or third tier players. They're all really, really good. Once you get in that fourth tier, it's a giant bucket from like 40 to 70. So when you're, if you might get like a 48th pick back, you're really getting a pretty mediocre player. And that guy's actually still getting an elite player and also getting two second or third tier players. Like, or actually three because he's going to keep those draft picks. So I, I just think that's a bad idea. Don't do it. Yeah. And no, I mean, uh, not to get too much into it, but if we talk about auction strategy, um, a lot of times you see like these very top, like top 10, top 12 guys get bid up real, real high. And then the next, like that kind of second tier goes much cheaper. And sometimes you can get two or three of those second tier guys for one of those top tier guys. And in an auction draft, I'm much more a proponent of that, right? Like if you can get, say, give me uh, Jimmy Butler, John Wall, and Paul George for this relatively the same price you paid for, Giannis. Yeah, Giannis and, you know, some $5 player at the end. Like, give me those three guys as opposed to your Giannis, a $5 player, and a $1 player, right? Absolutely. I think the, the market, once the market gets set in those auction drafts, uh, it feels like the top guys go for a lot. And then, like, the last tier one guy, he goes for a lot too. And then it's like the overlooked Steph Curry's KDs that are actually going for a fairly decent value. So I would just keep my eye on that if you're if you're in those auction drafts. I've seen Steph Curry go for a very reasonable amount multiple times. That's where you gotta just snag him. That's right, guys. So um, let's go to round two. We pick Giannis in the first round. Giannis, obviously, uh, a multi-tooled player, absolutely incredible. Um, I guess. Two fairly larger weaknesses. Some guys don't have these weaknesses at all in these rounds, but uh, uh, two larger weaknesses for Giannis is his free throw shooting and his three pointers. Which, uh, like, like I said, there's a chance that his three pointers could get a little bit better. I'm not going to bank on that by any means, but um, could get a little bit better. But he's basically 
excellent at everything else and, and an elite scorer and a very good field goal percentage guy. So the two things to pay attention to. So pick 22, we are going to go to Yahoo's ADPs. We're going to go see who's available at pick 22. We're kind of getting semi-back-to-backs. We're going 22 and 27. So we got Bradley Beal. We got John Wall. The the normal, the old uh, usual suspects, Drew Holiday, Jimmy Buckets, Devin Booker, Andre Drummond, if you want to go that route and just go full-on punt, free throw. Rudy Gobert, Clay Thompson, Chris Middleton. I'm actually, you know, I'm actually semi-interested in uh, Andre Drummond and uh, and Rudy Gobert here. Um, so this is, I think, the one where you snag Drummond. Here's why. So they both, both Giannis and Drummond are like one and a half steal and block guys. So you are now pretty elite in both those categories. Okay. You got a crazy amount of rebounds, right? Giannis scores enough to make Drummond relatively a 20, you know, 22, 20 point per game scorers, right? When you average that out and they're both bad at the same two categories. So it puts you into a hard punt build on threes and and free throw percentage. Sure. And maybe not even a hard punt on free throw or on three pointers, because you could potentially make that comeback if you really, really wanted to. We probably won't at this point. But now you're elite in field goal, right? And you've got you're elite in rebounds, you're elite in blocks, you're elite in steals, and you're pretty elite in points. That sounds like a really good team to me. And okay, Drummond doesn't get a ton of assists, but there's lots of point guards available that you can bump those assists right back up to to being really competitive in that. So um I, I really like that fit um maybe yeah, you don't. We, we don't often do the hard punt right at the beginning but with with Giannis's flaws uh this really could be um just go for it you punt free throws right off the back and when you stop looking at free throws when you ignore those free throws under best player in the league so you're getting those incredibly elite rebounds uh like Tyler said, and you're still competing everywhere else. Um, so you, after making the pick at 22 with Drummond, you get to come and right back and pick a pick 27, where I would probably be targeting a guard at this point. But uh, you can go in a lot of different directions. Uh, we don't care about our threes. We're really, really actually punting our free throws. I wouldn't say we're completely punting our threes at this point, but that's a really tough hole to dig ourselves out of uh, at pick 27 here. And so we got our, our, our usual suspects of Draymond, Clay Thompson, Chris Middleton, K-Love, um, old Clint Copella is out there, Jamal Murray, Eric Bledsoe, the guy we always pick, Eric Bledsoe, great. Um Mike Connolly, Gary Harris. I mean, I always, I always still like Bledsoe, um, right here, reaching down for him because I, I do think he is being completely underrated. But um, Tyler, what direction are you going to go here? So, um, for me, there's kind of three guys I'm, I'm hard looking at. Right, um, one of them isn't a great fit for this build, so maybe we can kind of cross him out off uh, relatively quickly, but. Uh, it's it's Middleton, it's Eric Bledsoe, and it's Draymond Green, right? So looking at those players, 
you know, Draymond, the points are a little worrying, especially when we got Drummond, right? Who's also one of the worst scorers in that second round. If we go the worst score in two straight rounds, that's going to put us in a hole. Yeah, it's not probably not the best move. So that's that's one up we'll probably cross off, right? So then you kind of got Bledsoe against Middleton, and you kind of debate those two a little bit. Middleton's probably going to score a little bit more, um, get a few more rebounds, which we're probably pretty set in rebounds. Uh, Bledsoe's probably going to be a little bit better in assists. They're both elite steals, guys. Yeah. Um, they both could get around one and a half. So um, you kind of weigh those options, right? And I'm kind of preferential to blitz out a little bit here because I think he's just a little bit better for this build, right? Like one of his worst categories, sell it relatively speaking is free throw for a point guard. Like he's only 79%. Whereas like Middleton's 89%, right? That's like a big boost of his stats. And we don't care about that. Um, but not a great three point shooting point guard. So I think he just fits really good with this particular build and this particular team. I would, uh, I would absolutely agree. I think he's very, very good at this point. And it gives um, us two Milwaukee guys, but I don't care about that. Like, no, I don't care at all. If that team's clicking, you're really going to like watching Milwaukee every single night. Um, 27 might seem a little high for Eric Bledsoe, but, you know, quite frankly, like, he's probably the best point guard available at that point. Um, I guess if, you know, someone like Devin Booker or he's, – He's also uh, ranked 23rd in Mark's ranking, so – uh, take that for what it's worth. Yeah, take definitely take that for exactly what it's worth. It's worth the twenty third pick. Uh, but if you know, like Mitchell or Booker fell here, you might want to look in that direction to boost those points back up. So then you can in in one of the later picks go uh, with one of those, you know, Ingles or um, Kyle Andersons in a later round. Some guys who don't score that well but do extra things for you. So you know, you might want to look at Booker. Um, if he is available here, but we're going to say he's not. And we're going to go with uh, Eric Bledsoe here. Uh, one of our favorite picks, uh, really running up the rankings for most picked guy. Um, we'll, we'll have to tally uh, those up here. Uh, usually it's Rubio because Tyler loves Ricky Rubio. And you know what? This draft is not over, so we might Dude, actually get to Ricky Rubio. It's his beautiful Spanish hair. He's got that beard now. He's he's super sexy. I just I love everything he's got going on. Running running the running the entire town in Utah. All right, let's get on to it. Let's go. Round four, pick forty six. We are looking at our old boy Gary Harris. Mike Connolly is still out there. Uh, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford uh, is is going to be available here as well. Uh, DeAndre Jordan allegedly available. So I'm just going to say DeAndre Jordan went a little bit earlier because someone else is punting free throws here. Um, might be a yeah. little too easy to go DeAndre and Jordan. Maybe we should point. have jumped down. For, you know, if, you, if we wanted Jordan, that, that should have been right with our Eric Blitzel pick. We said we jumped down and picked Eric Blitzel. Like we could have jumped down and picked Jordan. Um, yeah. I'm never super big on getting like, the two biggest rebound guys, right? Like I feel like with Giannis and Drummond, we're good on rebounds piling that on with Deandre Jordan, right? Now we're just like amazing in rebounds, but we lost out on so many other categories that we're not going to be good in now. Right? Like we're not going to be that good in assists if our, our, unless we're going to pick point guard, point guard, point guard, point guard. Um, 
Plus the the thing about picking now, if it's a two center league, I guess it doesn't matter. But Jordan and Drummond are both center only. So, That's true. Um, that that can kind of mess with your build a little bit if you're in a one center league. Actually, yeah. Drummond has power forward eligibility on Yahoo, so I missed wow. there. That's ESPN, he only surprising. has center. He only has center eligibility, so you know. Um, that's something to think about that maybe. Yeah. Let's uh let's also say that like Aaron Gordon is available here too. Cuz I I've seen him drop a little bit lately. So Aaron Gordon might be available here. Um we don't care about free throws. Aaron Gordon actually might be a pretty decent pick. Um A lot of guys get interesting when you stop looking at those free throws. So yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I feel like we're pretty set in our big men stats, like our, our big men stats, um, and we're pretty set in in both steals and blocks, right? Like we we are pretty pretty solid in both those categories, um, especially steals. I feel like we're we're pretty super elite in that category. Um, guy I might go for here would be Gordon Hayward. Oh, um, we probably, probably need a little bit of scoring. Hayward's gonna get. Just a few more rebounds, which we might not need, but Denver hurts, right? A few assists, only like a steal a game. But we're pretty good in that category, and the blocks aren't great. He still shoots an okay field goal percentage, right? It's not great, like 46. But I feel like that Celtics team, right, they all might boost their field goal percentage up a little bit because there's just so many. There's going to be better distributors all around the court, you know? Well, and there's so many men to guard, right? And there's only so many good defenders. <laughs> that is very true. Um, I also kind of like Mike Connolly here as well. Uh, if you wanted to go, make sure you got uh, another assist guy. Oh. Uh, you got Bledsoe and Giannis. Your assists are probably fine. Your I'll ask you a Mike Connolly okay. question because this is one I've been throwing around in my brain a little bit. Okay. Is Mike Conley's field goal going to be okay, bad, or really bad? Right? Because we only saw 12 games last year and it was really bad. Now, he was hurt. I think we can all agree on that. He was hurt and even in the games hurt. But even still, like, he's usually not a great field goal percentage guy, which we're kind of caring about in this team. And it can be on sometimes some pretty high volume, right? And if he shoots again, like, 41 or 42 right like last year it was 38 in the 12 games if he's down there in that like 41 42 range that can kind of tank one of our better categories if we pick codley um which doesn't sound great true and if that's really what we want to focus on though i think mike Connolly, with having drummond and Giannis on the team you can you can make up for someone like mike Connolly who might shoot somewhere around 42 percent at uh, you know, at a at a decent, not like in a like he's not like he's taking like twenty shots a game, you know. Yeah, true. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's it's a killer, especially on this team, but it's something to watch if you're in a roto league or if you're in a league where you're caring about field goal, but you're more in the middle. Like I think we're pretty high up in the field goal right now. Yeah, if we're a little more in the middle. It might be something that's a little more worrying. I don't know. It's just a just a thought I've been kicking around in my own brain. I think that's uh, super fair. So we got Mike Connolly uh, out there. We also had – what was your pick again, Tyler? Uh, I mentioned Gordon Hayward. Obviously, Gary Harris is another guy in this range that we, we target a lot. We always um, love uh, 
Gary Harris. But I, I like Gordon Hayward here too. He kind of gets you locked up uh, in that forward position, and it allows you to kind of go in a, a bunch of different directions. He's, he scores uh, well, and then he does everything else just perfectly fine. Now, we don't care about threes, and that is one of his better categories. So, um, But then again, Connelly shoots a lot of threes too. So I don't know. I think, I think either one of those is good. Uh, maybe a... Uh, I don't know. I, I like I, I like Hayward here. That's I think that's a good pick. Yeah, and I just I feel like that solidifies our points a little bit more, and we're getting to that range right now where the the big point getters are pretty much all gone, and so I kind of like snagging Hayward as a good shot to be one of those like last twenty point guys on the board that yeah. aren't aren't the Jabari Parker types or the Zach Levines, you know, just um, gives you a little bit more in some other categories. Yeah, we're probably back to being fairly elite in points. We're definitely elite in rebounds, and uh, our blocks are very great, and our steals are super elite as well. So we are going to pick at 51, round five. Um, the usual suspects also, uh, once again, available here. Your Lowry Markins, your Robert Covingtons, your Ricky Rubios, your Joe Ingles, your Vucevic's. Um, I think also when you're punting free throws, guys like uh, Chris Dunn become a much more valuable. So that's probably a guy, a guard I'll be targeting later. Um, Lonzo Ball does become more, uh, more valuable as well, but he's also just uh, piss poor at field goal percentage. So we don't really want to probably target someone like him. Super worried about Lonzo Ball's. On me too, just in this range, right? Like if ball's going a little bit cheaper, I might feel like there's a little more upside with that pick, but that knee just worries me a little bit. Yeah, I'm not terribly um, excited about him probably at all. I'm probably not going to own him in hardly any, any league whatsoever. So we could go in a lot of different directions here. Uh, it does feel like a, a guard feels guard kind of feels right here. Uh, but like I said, Dunn, who you could probably get uh, at 70, becomes a lot more valuable. Uh, we could actually just pick Dunn at, the, at this point as well. Or we could go in the in the fashion of Mr. Slick Ricky Rubio, like we always do. Um, but I, I'd, probably, I'd, I'd probably pull for Dunn here to get those elite steals. Um, do we need elite steals? I mean, we're we're doing pretty well on steals. Why not get more? Um, so here's why I think I'd rather have Jeff Teague than Chris Dunn. Because Chris Dunn's going to get more steals, sure. But I feel like we need some assists. And I feel like who's going to get more assists, Teague or Chris Dunn? I feel like that's Teague. Okay. I feel like it, Teague and Dunn, you know, when these two guys are kind of battling, I feel like Teague's probably going to score a little bit more, which – I don't know that we need the points, but that'll help us. Um, also, Teague's definitely going to shoot a better field goal percentage. That is true. And I feel like we might care about that a little bit. So, I mean, I just feel like Teague may be a little bit better fit for this particular team. And then, and obviously, if we want Dunn, Dunn's probably available in our next pick anyways from, from these ADPs, and, and maybe he's not, but maybe he is. Yeah, I feel like you're... Dunn is not getting a lot of hype. No, not at all. Like some of those guys is I can, that up. 
people in the know are hyping him. He is definitely one of my sleepers that I will be putting up for our, our Patreon subscribers out there. Yeah, and okay, here's the other way I look at it too, right? Like they can't pick everybody, so if if Dunn's one of the guys who gets picked, then maybe one of the guys who falls is a Miritich or a Steven Adams or a some other guy that we're going to be kind of in on. So they, you know, they can't pick everybody. Lucas Donch is right. You can't pick everybody. So I, I can, I can pick everybody, Tyler. Uh, I, I do like Teague here. Uh, once again, a guy we, we do think is going pretty underrated. Uh, Tyrion Prince is probably another guy that I might target here as well. Uh, kind of like a cross the board type players because in those later rounds, I, I, I really am starting to look at like, um, doubling up, so going Hassan Whiteside at this point. I'll like, say that I've seen him slip a lot, and like here in here in uh, in round six at pick seventy, getting Hassan Whiteside to just double up your your center is pretty nice. Yeah, or Stephen Adams, right? Like, there's a lot of guys in this range that are available yep. that, that are punt free throw big men. That I feel like with that next pick, right? So we go Teague, we go Rubio, we go Dunn, we go whoever at point guard. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of big men right there, Whiteside, Adams, that are punt free throw guys that you can grab and just be like, all right, cool. Um, and then maybe some not punt free throw big men, right? Jonas Valanciunas, Edis Kanner, Brooke Lopez, right? They're all kind of right here around in this range. Um, obviously, Whiteside and Adams would be better targets for this build. Not interested in them in the, with this build. Even Nurkic is super late. You could get him, and he's he's really good in this build as well. Yeah, so um, there's a lot of a lot of good names around, and because we're punting the free throws and the three-pointers, uh, those guys come a little more attractive. I would agree. Uh, you, even if you, if you want to get some more scoring, you could even look in the in the direction of Jabari Parker out there uh, at, four, at pick 51 instead of Jeff Teague. So a lot of different directions so, you can go. The hate on Jabari Parker, man, that's that's just too, too far. Jabari Parker has an average ADP of 105. Far, far too late. So we're talking like we could pick Teague, Adams, maybe even another guy, and then Jabari might still be hanging around. I know it's quite it's quite wild. Should we throw th- should we throw Jabari Parker a bone and pick him at seventy five? Uh, no, I think we pick a big man and then then we could probably maybe go for Jabari a little bit later. Uh, We're picking, thought, I think we should go with Whiteside at pick seventy. Okay, yeah. So and then okay, so then seventy five. All right, I'm sorry, I thought you meant that no, next pick. Um, that's that's my fault. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with Jabari at pick seventy five. Um, I think I'm on record. If you guys listen to the Bulls podcast, of saying this, like I think Jabari scores 20 a game for the Bulls. Um, I think we see Jabari go back to his kind of pre-ACL form. Uh, you can look at those numbers up with the Bucks. Uh, the efficiency on this Bulls team might slip a little bit because I just feel like they're going to do a lot of no passing. Like I'm going to take the ball and shoot. Okay, now you take the ball and shoot. Um, but other than that, I feel like Jabari is going to be pretty darn good. Yeah, I think I think he is going to be. I think he's going to be just fine. I think that Bulls team is going to be hit or miss. Here's another Probably thing: night, night in and night out, he's going to be pretty hit or miss. Here's another thing I'll say about Jabari. So, um, in Mark Roberts' rankings, he is the 57th ranked player. 32 minutes a game, 17.6 points, 6.1 rebounds, 2.7 assists, 1.1 steals, half a block. All that sounds pretty. Reasonable, um, forty nine percent from the field, seventy cent per seventy seven percent on free throws, 
Um, he comes out as a 57th ranked player. So if you punt the, the two categories, he's not very good at. So he's only kind of okay in threes and he's semi okay in uh, free throws. That's going to boost him up maybe even a little bit higher and yeah. in this build, maybe even to top 50 players. So yeah, I'm fine with picking Jabari at pick 75. Well, respect to that. We are killing it in points. Then our rebounds are all looking good. Our steals are great. Um, the really the only thing we're punting here is, is threes and, and free throws, and we're probably not the worst at threes, but we're definitely in the lower half. Free throws, we were probably last, I would assume. But our field goal percentage is still fairly good. Or like I said, our rebounds, points, steals, and blocks are all very good, and we're probably okay at assists as well. We're not great, not bad. Uh, this is a pretty good build for Giannis, uh, Tyler. We took him at three in the second round. We went drum and we went the full punt free throw build. One of these had to be a punt free throw build. And I, I think this is the right choice here. So Drummond at 22, elite at rebounds. Also a one and a half block, one and a half steal guy. So with your first two picks, you're getting three steals and three blocks a game. Pretty incredible. We followed that up with Eric Bledsoe getting our guard um, who helps us with our point free throw strategy. Um, even though we're just ignoring the free throws anyway, but we're going to get some steals and assists from him. Uh, you went Gordon Hayward at 46. Uh, I like that pick. I think there might have been some other guys uh, available, that you, uh, different directions you might want to go other than Gordon Hayward, but really, really good scoring uh, there, which means we went Jeff Teague at 51, getting those assists back up uh, into a competing level there, still working on our efficiency with the 70th pick, we went Hassan Whiteside, uh, a, another center who's going to complement our punt free throw strategy who, you know, could have like a really, really stellar season and could be really um, actually pretty good trade value uh, come later in the season when you are dominating everybody in rebounds. And that's like a lot of what a lot of people forget is like assets are assets. Uh, sure, it might not fit your punt build. But if Clay Thompson's hanging around at pick 51, he's an asset you can trade later, even if it doesn't fit your punt build. So don't let these really good superstars slip too much. And I'm not calling Hassan Whiteside a good superstar, but just don't let him slip like way too far. In 26 minutes a game, he comes out as the 52nd ranked player in Mark's rankings. That is not bad. And if we are if he's gonna play more. More power to him. I, I don't. I'm not going to bet on him playing more, but um, Whiteside could be a nice little steal here. And then we threw a bone out there for all the haters. Uh, Jabari Parker going at 75 probably could get Jabari Parker at a later round. So you could go um, just a bunch of different routes here after pick 75. Uh, really, another good build, Tyler. I, I, I like Giannis, I, and if he ends up able to shoot threes this year which i've said hey he doesn't shoot threes he's not a tier at the top tier he's not the hardens and ad's of the world um and in fact he's probably not even at the top of my my one b tier because of that three-point shooting if, if that can happen you know Giannis is going to be good yeah and i'll mention another guy that we could have looked at at 75 and maybe he's even available in, in our next pick after 75 is kyle anderson I feel like yeah. Kyle Anderson fits really well in this particular build. Um, going to give you some assists, some rebounds, some steals, some blocks. Um, he's bad at three pointers. He's bad at free throws, but he's going to boost our field goal percentage on some limited attempts. Um, yeah. Just feel like he's a real good person for this particular build. 
I like that too, especially if we got Jabari and Hayward and Giannis. Uh, a lot of just some a very elite points there, and you can you could take on Kelly Anderson's low points for all the rest of the really really good stuff that he does. I think that is it for our Giannis build. Everybody, if you like what you're hearing, or you got feedback for the show, or if there's just something you want us to talk about more, keepers, dynasty leagues, auction drafts, whatever it might be. Please reach out to us, send us feedback on Twitter. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. And if you want to get into one of those last second listener leagues, check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. We appreciate all you listeners out there. We'll see you next time. <laughs>